This is Impact, the daily look at how we are coping with the coronavirus in Nevada. I'm Carrie Kaufman. Classical violinist Miriam Davis said something last week on Classic FM that chilled me to my bones. Every, every musician I know is facing bankruptcy. Broadway is dark. Vegas, the entertainment capital of the world, is closed. Cirque du Soleil has temporarily closed all of its shows around the globe, including the seven that had been running here in Las Vegas. Symphonies, some of whom attempted to live stream concerts for subscribers, have largely told musicians to stay home. Today's show is focusing on artists and how they are or aren't surviving. But first, a couple of news updates. CCSD trustees held an emergency meeting this morning to take care of routine business that had near-term due dates. The board had canceled its scheduled board meeting this Thursday, March 26th, and is tentatively still planning to meet April 16th. Even though it wasn't on the agenda, the meeting did address, address issues related to distance learning, which started today. Superintendent Jesus Jara noted that 63% of students had access to a computer and or internet. That leaves 47% having to get paper packets packets, or going without any homework at all. Jara said he is not abiding by an order from the State Department of Education to have distance learning in place by today. There are simply too many hurdles to overcome. We're going to have more on this tomorrow and Wednesday. The Washington Post reports that today, Monday, the U.S. has had has recorded the single biggest death toll from the coronavirus since it hit our country. And the day isn't even over yet. More than 100 Americans have died today, a fifth of the total number of deaths in the U.S. Worldwide, there have been 375,458 confirmed cases and 16,371 deaths. That's a 4% death rate. The death rate from the flu is less than 1%. The New York Times is reporting that Republican-led legislators in Texas and Ohio are labeling abortion as unnecessary elective procedures to be stopped while the coronavirus is spreading. Critics argue that the coronavirus is not treated at abortion clinics. We're going to focus on arts today. We're going to bring a couple of people in uh, to interview who are out of work. Uh, but who are doing things that will hopefully move them back into the future. Um, we are talking with uh, Ro- Robin Slanina and uh, Troy Hurd. Uh, Robin runs... Well, actually, I'm going to tell you, ask her to, to uh, tell you what we are doing. Uh, Robin, welcome to the program. Hi, thank you very much for having me. Uh, and Troy Hurd runs the Majestic Theater, uh, which had to close in the middle of a run which it had just opened. So uh, welcome, Troy. Hey, good. Thanks for having me. Hey. Um, so Robin, tell me what you do in normal times. Well, normally I run a body painting and event company called Skin City Body Painting in the Las Vegas Arts District, among other artistic endeavors, but that's sort of my main source of income. And we have seen all of our business completely shut down. We lost probably about six grand worth of deposits, and all of future work for the next 90 days has been canceled. So we are finding ourselves in quite the financial crisis right now. Interesting. Um, Are you going to be able to keep your business open? 
we are not sure. You know, we're asking for some some rent forgiveness. We are applying for loans uh, through the Small Business Association. We are looking at grants offered through Facebook. We are really just leaving no stone unturned in how to deal with this crisis. But at this point, we may have to give up our studio altogether and just find an alternate mode of doing business that is maybe a bit more remote than having like a, a big expensive um, home base, like the lovely studio that we have enjoyed for the past seven years. So it would break my heart to have to give that up because our space has really been an artistic haven. Mm. You know, we've launched lots of careers. We've launched lots of body painters and makeup artists. And uh, back when we were doing exhibits in our lobby, we gave a lot of now prominent Vegas artists their first one-person shows. And it looks like all of that might be coming to an end soon. So it wasn't just... I, I remember I covered arts... I covered theater in uh, Chicago for a number of years, and uh, space was a big thing. And I, I remember funders telling me this, that they're more likely to give money to a company that has a space. But, um, but what you're saying now is that space is your problem. Having a space is your problem. Well, space is expensive. <laughs> <laughs> right. And, you know, we actually have a, a great deal on this space. We have wonderful landlords at Downtown Spaces that are arts advocates, and they have been extremely reasonable with the price per square foot. They've been very reasonable about, you know, not raising our rent, even when the rent all around us skyrocketed in the arts district. So, you know, we love our landlords. We love our space. It's just a matter of facing reality. I mean, I don't know if we can recover from 90 days of no work trying to pay all the bills and the rent mm -hmm. for this period of time. And honestly, I don't even know if it's going to be 90 days or if it's going to be more. Right. I mean, how much time does it take to recover from a blow like this when basically all of our revenue relies, you know, for the most part on events? So the so you don't you, it's not just that people come in and you paint their bodies it's that you rent that out yeah you, you do that that's that's part of what you do but that's not how you make your living necessarily you make your living by renting the space out to people who need an artistic space No we that's that's not right okay. what we do is we um we provide entertainment to various events around town ah. so like for instance, you know, we were just doing this huge charity job called One Drop. And mm -hmm. so we were in charge of the whole after party, which was going to be the reunion uh, tour of NSYNC was going to start off there. Wow. And we, were, we had about 53 performers that we had employed. I mean, it was a, a nominal fee because it's a charity event, so it wasn't our normal rates. Um, but we were going to have... Even children, my son was going to be part of the entertainment cast with lost boys running around and feathered mohawks and um, lots of really fun performers and atmosphere entertainers. And so we just provide a lot of entertainment, body painted characters and acrobats for events all over town. So, you know, another event that is a huge one for us is the Electric Daisy Carnival, mm -hmm. which is known as EDC here in Las Vegas. And we get deposits for private clients, you know, months before the event starts in April. And we body paint them, and then they go out um, to the Speedway, and they have an awesome time raving out there in their body paint. <laughs> and we have not one deposit, where normally that's one of the biggest days of our entire year. 
So and know, EDC event, is usually in May, right? Am I getting that wrong? Yeah, I think it's in it's in late April or, or early May. But yeah, so it's a springtime event, and um, yeah, so you know we depend on these big events like Halloween, EDC, New Year's Eve, and then that becomes our income that kind of carries us through the slower times. And so, you know, spring is a really big month for events here in Las Vegas and for not only us, but all the event companies and destination management companies and, you know, all of the event venues, uh, they're missing all of those spring weddings and Mm -hmm. concerts and spring events. And so we rely on this time specifically to pay our bills sometimes for months. I'm going to bring uh, Troy Hurd in here. Uh, Troy, you actually do have a space, the Majestic mm-hmm. Theater, and uh, the Majestic, uh, you, you run your own stuff. Do you also rent out mm-hmm. the space to other people? Uh, we, we don't as often. That's on, a, that's on a case-by-case basis. But, you know, like, like Rob and Majestic Repertory Theater is in a similar position in, in a couple of ways. It is not necessarily surviving the recession because, again, like Robin, we're fortunate fortunate to have a very forward-thinking landlord um, who runs the entire block. I mean, if you go down Main Street right now, everything is boarded up. Mm-hmm. So it's not just us who's paying the cost right now. It's Rebar and Vintage Vegas and these antique shops and these restaurants that are all literally boarded up. What's, what we're seeing now is my, my concern is not making it through is what's going to happen on the other side and who's going to want to come in and sit in an enclosed space. Like, who's going to go to the cinema? Wow. Who's going to sit in the theater? And we've pivoted towards doing a lot of immersive and interactive work, as well as experiential marketing, which involves physical contact with our guests. And that was the show that was currently running. It was a brand-new show called The Garden Party. And I knew the minute the minute um, WHO declared this pandemic, the hair on the back of my neck went up and said, this is something we have to pay serious attention to. And we cannot continue because even if everything was okay, say, we knew the audience members would come in knowing the back of their back of their head mm-hmm. that there is something going out in the world and am I going to get it? And you're not going to want to get within two feet of an actor who takes your arm and engages you in a one-on-one conversation at that point. Right. You know, and on the larger scale, we produce our own shows, but we, as I mentioned, we do experiential marketing. And last year, we worked with clients like Cirque du Soleil for the opening of Run. We did a huge event for Jack Daniels, and that is becoming our bread and butter as well, and that's gone. So I, I'm really interested in this idea that you think that people might not come back to enclosed spaces even after the coronavirus. That's part of it. Part of it is also what's very uh, unique to Las Vegas is the entire city shut down. Mm -hmm. We're a town that's based on tourism, entertainment, travel, vacation, and just about every every one of our patrons is suffering. Will there be expendable income? It's like going back. I started directing in Las Vegas back in 2010. Mm -hmm. I moved out here from Georgia, and it was right in the middle of the recession. And I'm doing a little bit independent here, there, and everywhere, and I got a sense of, okay, there's not a lot of expendable income in the city. But when I moved to Main Street, that's when I saw the growth happening, and I saw people coming out, and people were spending full evenings, and they were going to eat at Esther's, and they were having a drink of Velveteen Rabbit, and they'd come see a show at Majestic, Mm -hmm. and there was money. Mm -hmm. Now, is there going to be that? 
yes, there is a human desire to want to sit down and connect and hear a story. That's just human nature. We've been doing that for centuries. But right here, right now in this time, have we turned the clock back to 2010? Um, okay, Robin, I want to bring you in here uh, on this. Do you, what do you see as the long-term impact here? Well, I definitely feel Troy's fears about, you know, how are we going to bounce back from this? I mean, I do think that expendable income, you know, is going to be really questionable because we're being thrown into just a, an economic crisis. I mean, I feel like as many people as are going to be touched or, you know, potentially could be touched by the virus, that's going to be that many or more that are going to be touched by this economic crisis. And, you know, I just wonder how many people are not going to be able to pay their bills and lose their homes, lose their apartments, lose their businesses. Um, You know, how many people are going to lose their health insurance? That happened to us. We lost my husband, you know, within days we lost all of our family income and our health insurance. So uh, your your husband, Jimmy, uh, is a clown for Cirque du Soleil, correct? Yes, he sure is. He does uh, a lot of different mm-hmm. shows. Um, he does part-time for Cirque du Soleil. He's a wonderful actor in the show Mystere. He also works for Spiegel World as a backup for uh, uh, several shows of theirs, including Atomic Saloon. And, you know, so we really rely on the entertainment industry and the event industry 100% for us to be able to pay our bills and keep a roof mm-hmm. over our head. So, yeah, I'm really worried about the economic fallout. Like, how long does it take to recover from everyone in a city losing months of work? Um, will they really want to book a body painting appointment after right, that? Right, um, You know, and I also worry about, about touch. Will we fear touch? But I feel like maybe I am taking a bit more optimistic view than than Troy because I think we might crave it after all this happens and when we feel safe again you know we might want that immersive experience and reconnect and get back together so I am being hopeful about you know human nature just striving to reconnect after this but what I'm worried about more is the economic fallout. You are listening to Impact, a nightly show on KUNV looking at the social educational and economic impact of the coronavirus in Nevada. We've got uh, Troy Hurd, who runs the Majestic Repertory Theater, and Robin Slanina, who uh, runs a, um, a body painting business and, as you, uh, as you heard, uh, does events all over town. Uh, you, when we have you guys both on at the same time, I have to tell you that there's a, kind of a buzz in the system, so I'm, I'm turning you, you up and down. Uh, but I do want to bring you both in right now uh, I want to know, have you heard anything? And we're having Sarah O'Connell, who runs the Arts Table, uh, on on Friday. And Sarah is going to be joining me regularly. Uh, but um, is there anything that you've heard about relief for artists? Troy, you want yeah, to take that? Oh, there's, there's about five or six oh, petitions Okay, hang on a second. Hey, one person at a time. Troy, you want to take that? So there's, there's several petitions going around. Hopefully, uh, Congress will be able to put freelance artists in a recovery package, but that's that's it so far. Okay. It's too early to tell. And, uh, Robin, you want to jump in on that question? Yeah, there is uh, small business loans uh, being offered through the SBA, the Small Business Association, which we have been in the process of applying for for days. We keep getting shut out of the system. Uh-huh. Um Personally, my husband applied for unemployment and literally got through 
hours of work filling out, you know, every box in the form. And then right when he clicked submit, it said, there is a problem. Please try again later. And he lost all that info and all of that information. So I know we're trying to do everything we can think of, grants, even small business loans. Um, But I think even the systems are overwhelmed now, and we have not even successfully been able to apply for unemployment, even though we've been trying for days. Well, that's interesting. Um, I'm going to follow up on that and talk to the unemployment people uh, at the state, and I know that they're they're pretty overwhelmed right now. I want to talk a little bit now. Uh, uh, Robin, for you, uh, you are not just sitting there um, doing crossword puzzles. You are actually <laughs> creating something. Tell us what you're creating. I love crossword well, puzzles, by the way. I am addicted to crossword <laughs> puzzles. So, um, But go ahead. Yeah, well, you know, in all of this, I've just been scratching my head and listening to all of my friends who are the most talented people in town, um, all out of work and wondering what to do. And I was lucky enough to partner up with Vegas the Network, which is a production company, and we actually, the the unthinkable happened, we got greenlit for a television show practically overnight with the cable company U2, and so we are on this insane breakneck uh, pace to produce five new episodes a week starting March 30th. So this has been a, a wild ride where we have tried to rally all of our friends who are the performers, uh, musicians, artists, the interesting creative business owners in town. And our plan is to feature them and not only explain about their businesses and their acts and their artwork, but also ask them, what are you doing in the downtime? Because, you know, I have a friend, Liana Walenda of the famous uh, Walenda Highwire family that's been around for 300 years performing in circuses all over the world yes and you know she's in her backyard teaching tightrope walking to her nine-year-old son and you know that's a fascinating thing to see what performers are doing behind the scenes and what they're doing with their time off and so we're going to feature you know what they want to promote when things get back to normal and then also what they're doing on their downtime and our ultimate hope is that you know america tunes in the the channel we're working with, U2 has over 30 million viewers, and we're hoping that those viewers are going to check out some alternate things to do in Las Vegas, and then the next time they come, when it's safe to come back as tourists, that they're going to put some of these more creative options in the arts district and downtown on their itineraries for the next time they come as a tourist. So let me clarify here. Uh, you're saying U2, which is U-T-O-O, U-2. Not, not that other yeah. big thing that everybody uh, puts stuff on. <laughs> so, um, yeah, and they're, they're also known as Y-T-A, and you can uh, stream it on the Roku app, and there's a few other ways to watch. But, yes, it's Y-T-A, also known as U2. And what is this uh, show called? It's going to be called Vegas Unveiled, and I am hosting it with my friend and partner, Ross Gibson. And the executive producer is Kenneth Johnson of Vegas The Network. Okay, so um, you're going to be featuring people doing their art or what they have done uh, when things were normal and they were open for business and what have you. How are you going to do that when you can't actually go places and connect with people in person? 
<laughs> that is an excellent question. So we are basically going to rely on people filming their, themselves. And what's funny is that, you know, this is such a creative group of people that they're already producing content, you know, even when they're out of work, like, you know, super talented acrobat in town named Jonas Wolverton is already taking his big sear wheel, which is one of those big metal wheels that people hold on to and mm-hmm. roll around in. Mm-hmm. And he's taking it to newly abandoned spaces in Las Vegas and filming himself doing his sear wheel act Um in places where there's normally flooded with tourists and now there's no one there. Oh my god. So, so he's going so, like to casinos or to 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 big showrooms where's he what's he doing? Where's he going? He's doing it mostly outdoors. Oh, so, okay. you know, wherever he can safely have access to, he's going to public places that are normally swarming with tourists, but he's taking advantage of them being empty spaces right now and setting up his tripod and filming himself doing a sear wheel act. So, you know, we think that's so interesting and and creative and kind of poignant, you know, that he's sort of showing these spaces that are usually so bustling and now they're empty, just a new stage for him to do his act on. So, you know, so many of our friends are like Joseph Watson is a local artist and illustrator, and he did this awesome children's book called Go Greta Go, and he's on his own, making free downloads available of coloring pages and activity pages based on that book. So parents have, you know, a little something for their kids to do at home. So, you know, everyone I know is just trying to put something out in the world, a lot of times for free, just to keep um, people's spirits up and to also, like, stay productive. And uh, what do you hope, uh, you you know, Troy was talking about the 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 bustling main street uh, people would go for dinner or they'd go for a drink they'd come see the show they'd go meet people afterwards for a drink at another spot um is are you just focusing on that arts area uh or are are you focusing on businesses all over town and and what do you hope to get out of this in, in the future when we're done when we're done Yeah, when we're done, we just have to keep thinking towards that hopeful future. Right. Um, Well, we are definitely trying to highlight things a bit off the beaten path. So most of our things are off strip. And so, you know, if you know Vegas the way we do, off strip means downtown, Fremont Street East, and, you know, most importantly, the Arts District, because that's, in my opinion, the heart and the soul of Las Vegas Mm -hmm. and where most of our creatives congregate. And so we're doing, you know, a lot of businesses there. And we can expand into, you know, some of the outer areas like Summerlin and Henderson. But we're really, our main focus is kind of off strip downtown because I think that's a, a great alternative spot for tourists to come that they might not even know about. So maybe we can take advantage of this hiatus to kind of open a window into a whole side of Vegas that the rest of the country doesn't even know exists. That's where Majestic Theater is, right downtown on Main Street. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so um, Troy, it's, it seems to me, it's, it's interesting because local artists have been saying for quite some time here in Vegas that uh, they get um, left out of the um, uh, marketing that the city or the convention authority does for Vegas, and uh, and there has been a concerted effort to build the arts community, which I think, as as you said earlier, has gone really well. Mm-hmm. Um, is this 
is this something that you guys just should have started doing a while ago to really to kind of like preempt um, uh, the the convention authority and do your own marketing? Oh, absolutely. I mean, it's the old Generation X DIY method. <laughs> you know, when we're not when we're when the LDCVA, you know, is focused only on that three four square, you know, three four mile strip right there, and ignores everything that's creative on the outside. We do it ourselves. Mm-hmm. You know, all our all our immersive work we've done. We we get we get regional coverage. We get national coverage. We actually get we get regional tourists coming by who follow us who who discovers discovered us on sites such as No Proscenium or the Facebook group Everything Immersive, mm. that when they make their Vegas trip, they'll come down to Main Street to see what Majestic's doing. You know, what weird stuff are they going to be thrown into the middle of? And that's, you know, what we saw with the sales and Garden Party. We had people coming from Santa Fe, several from Los Angeles, Denver, and, you know, to, to sort of keep our creative juices flowing like Robin's doing. We've, we've moved online for now. We actually broadcast our very first interactive show Yay. online on our Instagram page last night. And it was a spinoff of the garden party. We took one of the characters, the reverend, and we created the show called dial S for salvation where people could dial in and they had a conversation with the reverend, you know, because <laughs> you know, we, we like, we like to live on the edge. And that's great. Tongue in cheek. There was a tornado coming to the city. Everyone was on lockdown, and he had to get five people to convert to, to save their souls to get rid of the tornado. So we had people dialing from dialing in from as far as far away as L.A. and Chicago. That's awesome. Uh, and we're planning another one. Okay, so uh, I am uh, good. You you mentioned very quickly. We have like a minute left. Uh, you mentioned your landlord owns everything on that block and he's Becky Miller, yeah. Okay. And is he um kicking people out? Is he kind of no, sustaining she's fabulous. she okay. She's she is she well she has she's a she's a stakeholder and she sees what she has curated everybody on that block at this point. And Robin used to be on Main Street too. Gosh, I wish she were still there. But it's you know, from from our building down to the corner of Colorado and Maine, we're all one family. And we're all under the, the auspices of Becky Miller, who was down there today boarding up her store, oh. unfortunately. Okay. Main Street Main Street Antiquities. We will okay, good to know. Um I'm gonna have Becky on the show in the future then. Uh we you have been listening to Impact. It is a very quick Half-hour show produced by the Nevada Voice and KUNV with CCSD parents and no racism in schools. Thank you very much to Robin Slanina and Troy Hurd for talking to us about how artists are trying to weather this storm. We're going to have them send in links to the things that they're doing, and actually, and we'll put on uh, Robin's show the link to that or how you can get to that on the Nevada Voice Facebook page. That's facebook.com slash Nevada Voice. It's pretty simple. We want to hear what you're doing also in these unprecedented times on our Facebook page. Uh, The music. uh, Can we get some outro music here? The music you've been listening to is Foster the People's Life on Nickel. That That brought us in. Vampire Weekend's Oxford comma is taking us out. Uh, Tomorrow, we're going to look at how the virus is affecting life in Nye County and Esmeralda County. The link for the podcast of this show will be posted at the Nevada Voice Facebook page and the CCSD Parents Facebook group. I'm Carrie Kaufman. 
Thank you for listening to Impact.